we all know we're burning calories, but the interesting question is, where is that energy coming from? It's an invention and a startup joint hands, analyzing gas in our breath by understanding the ratio between the CO2 that you eliminate and the O2 that you consume will tell us if our body is now producing energy from carbs or from fats. What we realize is probably not as simple as low carb or fasting is the right thing or keto is the right thing or plant-based is right. It's probably something a bit more complex because our body is a super complex machine. Welcome to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, where we meet the world's top experts to explore the secrets of health, mindset, longevity, and so much more. Are you ready to take charge of your existence and biohack your life? This show is for you. Please keep in mind, we're not dispensing medical advice and are not responsible for any outcomes you may experience from implementing the tactics lying herein. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. All right, so here is the backstory on today's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the show. So I am very excited about the interview that I'm about to have. I've been excited ever since I received the product developed by this wonderful human being. I am here with Daniel Tal. He is the founder of a company called Lumen. And what they are doing is really, really revolutionary. If you are at all interested in analyzing whether or not you're burning fat, whether or not you're burning carbs, how that applies to your health and your diet. It's really, really another level of quote biohacking. And when you hear this, you might think that it has something to do with measuring blood sugar or measuring ketones, but it's actually none of that. So I am really excited. Daniel, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Very happy to be here. I'm really, really excited. We were just talking before this. I did receive your Lumen product, which we'll be talking about at length, and I am obsessed. I didn't really know what to expect when I first got it, but I was pretty familiar with the idea. So for listeners, Lumen is basically a device that measures levels of oxygen and CO2 ratios in your breath to evaluate if you are burning carbs or burning fat. And we're going to go into the science of that a little bit. I would always read in clinical studies when they would say that they were measuring whether or not the participants were burning carbs or burning fat. And I never really knew how they did that. Now I sort of do. And now the science is accessible to the everyday human being. So so thank you so much for that. You know, we've been brewing this and building this for six years and we always ask ourselves, okay, once we get it, will people like love it, connect to this? Will they actually care? So anytime I hear someone enthusiastic about this, I it's it's hard for me to to believe that yes, that it really talks to people and I'm still excited by by getting those feedbacks and so so I really appreciate it. No, I mean that our mutual connection, the agency that connected us, I've been emailing him like so many times. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. It's just, it's really, really incredible. And we will talk about it. But to start things off, would you like to tell Daniel listeners a little bit about your personal history and what led you to where you are today with founding Lumen? Sure. So I'm actually not the interesting part of this company in a way. So I'm my, my background is entrepreneurship. I've been doing this for the past 16 years. And I'm fortunate to find partners that 
basically everything I did, all the companies we built, this is number three for us, all of them we've done together. But what's interesting in Lumen is that actually this concept was incubated in my, my house. So my spouse, Michal, and her twin sister, Merav, they're both the science, the nutrition, the kind of genius behind the concept in a sense. And I kind of tagged along into that journey. We started in 2014 with a lot of concerns how it will be to work with my spouse and her twin sister. It's risk and getting in my, my partners as well. I'm bringing them in, my partners from previous startups. Actually, they, they are the, the science and they are the brains and they brought the concept to life. We're just here to make it a product, to make that science accessible to people and to make sure that it's well-designed and people really get it and, and behavioral change is happening around it. So maybe a bit, a bit more about me. So I'm um, startups. It's all about startups and, and software startups and making users engaged around websites. And, and I, my background before Lumen was never about anything medical or anything in terms of nutrition. It was all about software. After selling my previous company, uh, Wibia, which was a successful one, I, I started looking into my own body and my own, my own health in a sense. And uh, I was 20 pounds overweight and I didn't, I felt sluggish and I didn't feel well. At the same time, my, my spouse, Michal, she was an Ironman competitor, phenomenal at that. And, and studying nutrition and coming from, from deep understanding of science, her background is PhD in cardiology research. And, and that was a conflict for me, living and breathing with a phenomenal spouse that is very into her workouts and everything. And, and me, that my startup life kind of took their toll in a sense. And I decided to start taking uh, things in seriously and start to look into my own body and started learning about that. And I had a phenomenal tutor. And at a certain point in time, we decided to basically join forces and, and jump into this together. It's a nice story. So later on, I'll, I'll share about the evening that it came about. No, I I love that story. I think I, I love how you're talking about the the potential risks of going into business with family, but I think that definitely shows that I mean it sounds like it was meant to be. You had all the pieces in place, the, the brains with Macau, the science, and then your software background, which for listeners, the Lumen device pairs with an app and it has incredible software behind it to make it really practical for the user and the implications of of the findings when using it. So I love that story. That's it sounds like so far it's going well. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's not an easy ride journey to build a metric that people are not very much familiar with. And it's, uh, it's a metric. The metric is called RER, respiratory exchange rate or RQ, respiratory quotient. This is what we're basically, uh, measuring and, and looking into. And that measurement, although there is a lot of clinical research around that and it is used in clinics, but it's not something that really drives nutrition decisions. For people on a daily basis. And if you ask doctors, yes, they studied about that, but and they are familiar with the concept of analyzing the gas in our breath and the CO2 and the O2, and from that extracting whether our body is using carbs or fat. But it's something they studied about. They never really practiced, not most of them never really worked around that metric or used it for a medical application even. So it's an uphill battle to 
to kind of say, hey, if we can get that metric to be accessible to people, they will actually care. They will take that device. They will breathe every morning. Uh, they will see what's happening in their body, and they will take active decisions around their nutrition on a daily basis. That hypothesis was something that we we set off to build this company with in 2014, and along the way, we we kind of proved it. But to see that now at scale, it, it's really uh, mind blowing for us. So yes, it's a it's a tough journey, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. I as well, when I was exposed to your company, was pretty surprised that it hadn't been made more accessible yet. Because like you said, it it's this other metric of measuring carb or fat burning that just in quote real life with normal people, we just we just don't do. I mean, people so often just think measuring blood sugar, measuring ketones, like I said. So to give listeners a little bit of an idea of what this device is actually doing and how it's telling if you're measuring carbs versus fat, so how is that involved? I know it has to do with carbon, hydrogen, oxygen in our food, and then how it's broken down from fats versus carbs and the amount of carbon dioxide that is released, or I believe you know much better than me. Would you like to explain for listeners exactly how that's going down? I'll explain how, how it's done in the gold standard. The gold standard method is called indirect calorimetry. It was invented in the 60s, and it's basically analyzing gas in our breath, the CO2, the O2, and the flow. And those, basically, by analyzing the gases and by understanding that there is a ratio between the CO2 that you eliminate and the O2 that you consumed, and that ratio will tell us if our body is now producing energy from carbs or from fats. We all know we're burning calories, but the, the interesting question is, where is that energy coming from? What is fueling that? And what is fueling that in a healthy body and is, is basically either carbs from, from our meals or from our glycogen stores in our body, or it could be fats from, from our stores or also from, from ingesting it in a meal. So the, one of the reasons, and the gold standard will measure those with very expensive sensors in a process that you sit down connected to a mask and you need to breathe in and out for about 30 minutes, and a physician would look at your data and tell you what's happening. So obviously, this is as far from consumers as possible because the sensors are expensive, because no one will take 30 minutes to take decisions around his nutrition every day. And so we had a lot of challenges to get that get the devices, the, the capturing mechanism to work, but also to find a method that is way much shorter than 30 minutes of continuous breathing. It wasn't an overnight success. It, we, we started off with looking at the gold standard and trying to, to kind of shorten the time that it will take us to extract the measurement and adding machine learning layers on top of that. And even though we had some success, it was extremely challenging. Also in terms of sensors, so O2 sensors and CO2 sensors that you would imagine those are the most, the most common gases on, on the planet, those sensors are very scarce. It's hard to find sensors that are as accurate, as responsive, and, and cheap enough for consumers to, to actually buy a device that has them in it. For a lot of time, we looked for sensors, and eventually we realized that we need to develop our own. And what we have done is found a partner 
probably the biggest CO2 sensing manufacturer in the world. And with him, we stepped into a project of about two and a half years of building a new sensor that measures CO2 as accurately as a medical grade sensor. But instead of a $1,000 sensor cost, it will cost much, much lower. So it will be something that we can actually put in a device and sell to consumer and even have some margin on top of that. So that was a huge project, took a lot of time to build, took a lot of testing. The company that built this sensor is based in the U.S. and we are based in Israel, in Tel Aviv. So uh, you can imagine it's a challenge jumping on calls three times a week with the West Coast and Israel in different time zones. But it was uh, an effort worthwhile. And eventually we, we managed to get a CO2 sensor that is as good as the clinical sensor in a fraction of a price. Second challenge was to get down the breathing from 30 minutes to a single breath or to a process of two to three breaths. And this is where uh, Michal and Merav, that's where they basically shined. What we identified is that if you don't breathe normally, if you inhale through the device and we measure the amount of air that you're taking in and you're holding the breath in your lungs for 10 seconds, what happens is that the CO2 in your lungs basically rises and elevates and gets to equilibrium with the CO2 in your blood. And the CO2 in your blood is basically a reflection of carb or fat metabolism. That's, uh, that's what we want to know. So carb metabolism will result in with more CO2 molecules than fat metabolism. And so doing that maneuver time over time and taking a very strict volume of air each time, we can actually know after a day of calibration, we get a correlating metric to the gold standard just by having a CO2 sensor and a flow sensor and without the O2 sensor. It comes in a single breath, so it's it's much easier to, to execute, but we, we do lose some some of the flexibility in terms of measuring while working out. So you can only perform a lumen measurement while sitting down at resting heart rate. That's some of the limitations that we have against the, the gold standard, but the value is superior. So that's, I think that's the gist. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm getting so excited. You already touched on a lot of things that I had questions about. So, wow, I did not know. That's incredible that you... I mean, I was just seeing, you know, making this science accessible to the public, but I was not aware that you actually made this new version of testing that's, you know, not requiring that 30 minutes. Had that not really been done clinically? No. Wow. That's the first time. Yeah, that's the first time for this to be invented. So it's it's not a startup in a way. It's, a, it's an invention and a startup that kind of joined hands. And yes, and we were doing a lot of work to to validate and to show that we measure as good as the gold standard. And there is a peer-reviewed article coming very soon. There is a lot of internal research that we show that basically we, we did and we share openly. Hopefully very soon we'll have a peer-reviewed article that really shows and demonstrates the correlation between the gold standards metabolic carts and the Lumen device. That's fantastic. That was one of my questions. If you're conducting trials on it, that's, wow, that's really exciting question. You said that, because for listeners, the way you use the device, which I wanted to tell you, Daniel, one thing I 
this is not the purpose of it at all. But one of the things I actually really like about having it as part of my routine is it makes me sit down and do like this concentrated breathing exercise. And I actually find it very calming and meditative. And then also I'm learning at the same time, but I really liked that aspect. That was one of my questions actually, because listeners, when you get the device and you get the app, it it trains you through the breathing process and you, you go through this training. And I think it's actually genius the way that you do it with the breathing and you you watch on the screen this little circle that expands so you know when to stop breathing. It's really, really brilliant. So one of the questions that I had was, when it trains you, it says that it's important to sit and resting heart rate, not moving. So that was one of my questions was how important was it to be, you know, sitting or what if you, you do a breath and then you get up and move something around? That's a good question in, in, in multiple levels. So our metabolism and the way we burn fat versus carbs will also change, right? It will change throughout, throughout the day. The ritual lumen is nurturing which is, I think, the most insightful one is that when you wake up in the morning, you take a few minutes and you sit down and you take take a measurement. And you would expect a person who is healthy, basically, to wake up on, on fat burn because assuming that you've been fasting for the past six, eight hours, maybe even more, your body should transition in a healthy way to burn fats basically, because that's the time where the body should transition, right? Fasting should get your body to wake up on fat burn. Eating high carb a few days before or, or caloric surplus or, or being stressed or sleep deprivation, all those things, or also alcohol at night, and there are a lot of factors and we're actually learning as we speak, we're learning more and more factors that are impacting the reason why you would wake up in the morning burning cards. That's the first point in time that you meet the device in the morning at fasting. And what it does, it tells you if your body is burning fats or if it's burning carbs, it gives you now at a granularity of five levels. And what it then gives you is a nutrition plan. It's a basically a nutrition plan of for today of all the macronutrients and focusing on carbs because we realize that for people carbs is the it probably is the chief regulator of of metabolism and if they put if they need to be aware of one thing then keeping carbs intact and and that would be probably the the most impactful metric so we give that we give recommendations on on many levels so if you just want to follow carb servings recommendation we have a point system for that. And if you really want to understand all your macros, we also allow you to, to do that. And from that moment, we give you more, we give more opportunities during the day to measure. So, and it's something we're still building. Some of it I will share now that is not, is not yet out there, but it's brewing as we speak. So today you can measure before and after workouts. Very soon you'll be able to measure also and test your fasting routine. Maybe I'll elaborate on that later on. I don't want to take everything into into this uh, thread, but but fasting is another opportunity, and there are more points in time that we think we can add value to the user by by basically teaching him how his body is functioning and what he should do next. Hi, friends. Do you want to come hang out with me and Dave Asprey and so many other guests I've had on the show? You simply must come to the tenth annual Biohacking Conference. 
May 30th through June 1st in Dallas, Texas. And of course, I have a massive discount code for you guys. I went last year to the one in Orlando and it was one of the most fun times of my entire life. I met and got to hang out with so many guests that I've had on the show. I met so many of you guys. And of course, there's lots of Danger Coffee and Dave Asprey approved meals and dry farm wines. And that's just the social aspect. The conference itself is mind-blowing. They have this incredible expo where they have all the biohacking supplements, all the biohacking things. You can learn about them, try samples, meet the creators and founders. If you haven't tried a lot of biohacking things, it's a great chance to actually try them out in person. Things like brain tap, infrared sauna, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and so much more. There are so many incredible speakers as well. You can hear talks from people I've had on the show like Paul Saladino, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Annika Becca, and that is just a few of them. I seriously had the time of my life last year, and I would love to hang out with you guys. And you can get 35% off tickets. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference and use the coupon code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. That's melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference with the code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. This code can be used for general admission or for VIP access. Seating is limited. They do sell out. They sold out last year. So get your ticket now. And if you come, definitely let me know because I want to meet you. So hopefully see you guys in Dallas. MelanieAvalon.com slash biohacking conference with coupon code BCMelanie. Get your tickets now. I'll see you guys there. Hi friends. One of the most valuable things that I do every single night of my life is my infrared sauna session. The brand that I use is Sunlighten. I did a lot of research on infrared saunas before deciding on them. Their saunas are so high quality, they're low EMF. And what I really love is they have a solo unit, that's what I have, and it's really great if you live in a small apartment, might be moving, it's just really an amazing investment and they have incredible deals and offers on it right now. You can actually get up to $200 off with the code Melanie Avalon, or if you're talking to a rep, just tell them that I sent you. And like I said, that will be up to $200 off and that will also get you $99 shipping. Normally the shipping is like $600. So that's a really, really big deal. And if you do purchase a sauna, forward your proof of purchase to podcast at melanieavalon.com. And I will also send you a signed copy of my book, What, When, Why. If you'd like to learn more about the science of sauna, two resources. I interviewed the founder of Sunlighten, Connie Zach. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then I also recently did an epic blog post all about the science of sauna. We'll also put that in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. Oh, perfect. We can definitely circle back to the fasting because that was one of my one of my biggest questions that I actually had about it, especially since I and a lot of my listeners practice intermittent fasting type patterns. Before we dive deeper into the metrics and all of those things, because I think a lot of listeners might be wondering, we're hearing, okay, that it, it's telling me that I'm burning fats or I'm burning carbs because of carbon dioxide. Can you just elaborate a little bit more on why? <laughs> Like why the level of carbon dioxide means that you're burning fat versus carbs? Sure. So basically it's simple chemistry. The breakdown of carbs, the the exhaust of that process, think about normal burn. Okay, if you burn a certain type of fuel, you have a certain type of exhaust. And if you burn a different type of fuel, you have different gases as exhaust. And 
Carbs are basically that they produce more CO2 molecules than a molecule of fat that is being burned. And so if your body is heavily dependent now in real time on, on carbs, you would expect to see higher levels of CO2 in your blood. But you will not see that in a normal measurement, in a normal breath, because what the body does is in order to relieve itself from the CO2, it basically increases the ventilation. So unintentionally, we're actually breathing a bit faster, okay? And we're breathing more breath per minute. So what Lumen does is by forcing you to hold your breath for 10 seconds, we basically get an elevated level of, of CO2. And we, what we do is elevate the signal. So even if you will not see those CO2 in a normal breathing pattern of the user, because we force him to hold a breath for 10 seconds, the output of that is interesting, so is, is indicative. So high levels of CO2, meaning that you're burning carbs, and basically the lack of CO2 will tell us that molecules of fat are the source of energy. Let me see if I'm getting this right. So when we're burning carbs, we have a higher level of carbon dioxide, kind of like is it kind of like in a car, like the exhaust fumes, like that has more carbon dioxide? And then if we're burning fat, there's going to be less carbon dioxide. But the problem with just measuring, if we just breathed and measured, is that our body compensates? Is it that we breathe in more oxygen? We just breathe more. So if you take two people and one of them is now using just fats for fuel and the other one will be using carbs for fuel, the person who's using carbs, if you'll measure how many breaths per minute he's taking, you'll see that he's breathing maybe two times more or, or a bit less, but then the person who is using fats as fuel. And this is why I'm guessing, because you have like the calibration day where you... Exactly. Okay. Because for listeners in the app, it calibrates and it has you do you know, a lot of these breathing techniques after different types of meals and different times. So because I guess you need your own self as the control. Yeah, your CO2 concentration when you breathe and mine are probably different. But for ourselves, they're indicative. They, they basically, if I understand that I ask you to measure at morning at fasting and after a workout when you got your body to burn fat or or you can just measure 30 minutes or an hour after a high-carb meal, you will actually give me several points in time that I can expect to understand what is your personalized scale for carbon dioxide. And based on that, and, and this system is, is feeding itself every measurement that you take, and we take context for those measurements as well. And so over time, we really get a very nice graph and or a very nice scale that we can say, okay, this is Melanie's scale. It goes between CO2 of 4.5 to 6%. And we divide that scale into, let's say, five levels, or maybe even in the future a bit more. We can start showing you what's happening in your body. It takes a day. For some people, it will take uh, a bit longer, three days of getting confidence in for the system to get confidence in the scale. But it's something that we've done thousands and thousands of times, and we are already very confident, confident around. And can the device be properly calibrated if, for example, somebody is currently following like a, a low-carb, high-fat diet, 
and is not willing to eat some carbs or on the flip side is doing a high carb, low fat diet and is not willing to go low carb, can they still calibrate it or will it not really be calibrated until they have done both sides of the macronutrient spectrum? It's a good question. So at the moment we started very strict with you you need to follow our regimen. But what we intend to do in the future is basically offer you, say, a few steps or a few options to choose from in terms of calibration. So if you work out, you can use that to uh, set yourself to, to calibrate. And if you're following a very specific diet, we can tap into that. Obviously, if someone is, is not eating carbs at all, is on a strict, a very strict keto and fasting, we will not see the body using carbs at all. And it will be hard for us to gain confidence in the results we're seeing. So you do need and it's actually healthy for you from time to time, yes, to get your body to switch to using carbs because they are an efficient and super legitimate fuel for our bodies, which is now demonized in many places, but it's the fuel for that is efficient and it's a, the fuel that really drives us to grow muscle in a sense. And it's something that we should manage, but it's not something that should be off, off the table at all. I'm actually so glad that you brought up that topic because I think... I'm just so fascinated by this. I think that there's this whole, you know, dietary war where carbs were the thing for a long time and then low carb became so popular and everybody thought they needed to be doing like the only way you could burn fat is if you're low carb and that was the be all of end all. And I think it's just so much more complicated than that. And I think we've we've gotten this fear even of burning carbs which I don't know that that's the best thing. I think the idea of like metabolic flexibility, like are you able to burn both in a way that suits your body? For sure. And and to be honest, also for us, it was a journey to really understand where, so we build this device and we build a tool, but to make people care, we need to provide them with recommendations, right? It should be actionable because if it's not, yes, people can try and explore stuff, but it's it was really important for us to have eventually something actionable for people to do and to test and to see that it's impacting. Because if we just give you a tool to measure, then the, only the people who are successful regardless will succeed, right? And we want to reach more audience and we want this to be a guide for a lot of people. And so at the beginning, we were kind of in the low-carb theme ourselves because we thought it will help a lot of people. But as we tested on ourselves and as we started reading more and and kind of diving into the science, we realized that, yes, those movements and diets wars, as you rightfully claim, what they do is basically because of marketing and because of the needs to be simple and to be very viral in a sense. So a diet would be very simple, have very strict rules and will be viral by its oversimplicity in a sense. And so it's either carbs are the enemy or fats is the, fat is the enemy. And what we realize is that, no, they're both, both legitimate and you need to understand what works better for you. And as you said, what, work, what should work better for all of us is having the flexibility, is having the ability to use carbs when they're available because we, we ate them. And also having a body that is efficient in using fats because carbs are not available in the morning time and also in days that you're fasting and also in days that you're low-carbing. So the way we see it, low-carb fasting, 
even keto are short-term strategies that are good, but they are short-term. No one should expect to really live on keto for long-term. And in a way, if you, if you interview all the people who are the biggest keto proponents and they brought keto to the world, okay? Peter Atia and Tim Ferriss and Dave Asprey, Rob Wolf. These guys are, are no longer on keto for, for life. They basically, what they do is they go in and out, right? And, and that is flexibility. I can elaborate on that much more. I think this is in a way where biohacking is. That's the opportunity in a sense. It's to go beyond the diets and beyond the concepts that people come up with and actually have the tools to, to really find out what's good for you. And maybe once we all, we all get into that notion, we can understand what's the, what's connecting people around their diets. And it's probably not as simple as saying low carb or fasting is the right thing or keto is the right thing or, or protein or plant based is the right thing probably something a bit more complex and because our body is a super complex machine. I am so, so thrilled to hear this. That was one of my main questions was you and Lumen's view of, you know, like, so if, for example, it, it tells you that you're burning carbs, does that automatically mean, oh, you need to be doing a super low carb diet? Like I was wondering if it was going to be skewed towards low carb as the solution for everything, whereas it sounds like you're taking the much more nuanced and the approach that I subscribe to that one's not bad or the other, you know, one is not right or wrong. It's really just what is working for you and what can you learn from it? I was actually wondering to that point, like might some people find that with their personal breath signature and how they burn carbs and how they burn fat, is it possible that some people might lose more weight while the device says that they're on more of the fat burning side, where some people might lose weight easier when it's actually on the like the carb burning side yes and no there, there are some things that are that are absolute so in order to lose weight and the weight you want to lose is basically what you want to do is burn fat it's it's impossible to burn fat and not get your body to to use fats right you if you will not see that on the device probably you're not either not calibrated or you're not using fats at all and so you will probably not lose weight but there are points in time and we're finding this from feedback from users and from us looking into the science that your body and you will wake up you will do everything right but your body will be using carbs women on their monthly cycle in a way, there are certain periods of time that their body is craving for carbs and it will be using carbs constantly. And they should be having carbs, not just okay for them. It's actually good for them. And so those are things that, yes, that there are some times that you could be doing everything right and your body is burning carbs and it's just a signal that you should be sleeping better or it's that time of the month. And, and it's, it's, it's definitely could be something that's, you're, it's not that you're not healthy or anything, but those are, th those are changes in your body that you need to adjust according to. Jet lag is another one. So when I fly over to the States and now no one is flying, but when, when I used to fly and I fly a lot, it takes me a few days to get my body back into fat burn because of the time differences. And so these are things that people will learn as they go and they will learn to, to, to understand their own body. And what Lumen is trying to do is 
to reflect that science and reflect those those potential situation and offer something actionable to do around that okay so how you should eat around jet lag when you should break your fast should you do fasting and strive to do the longest fast you can or maybe your body's stressed after let's say 12 or 14 hours and your fasting routine is not efficient so there are a lot of things that women can help you light the way in a sense and 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 get you familiar with what's working for you and what's efficient for you so some follow-up questions to that point Say, for example, that a person is just eating carbs, but they are calorie restricted. So let's say on a given day, let's say they're like really calorie restricted and they only eat like 800 calories, but constantly throughout the day in the form of carbs. Like in that situation, because they're just eating carbs, but they're calorie restricted, so they're likely burning fat as well. Assumedly, would the lumen show that? I mean, I don't know what it would show, but like, you know, would it still show fat burning even though they're eating carbs? So it depends when. So morning time, yes, if they're very much caloric restricted, yes, they they should be probably, they don't have carbs in their system. They will wake up using fats from their body because they have more caloric requirements than what they're taking in, right? But if you, if they will measure specifically after a meal, and they already have sugar carbs in their blood system, and that sugar is now going into the cells, and their cells are actually using that now in real time to produce energy, they could be seeing a shift towards carb usage, but it's going to be a momentarily shift, right? It will, after their body, they, they finish ingesting the food, their glycogen stores are filled, and they long, no longer have available sugar in their blood system, their body should transition back to use fat. So it's the answer is it depends. But generally speaking, they will be burning much more fat if they're that caloric deprived. Okay. You just spoke about you know the time aspect of it. How fast does the level of carbon dioxide change? It really depends. This is also something that is a bit more complex because what regulates whether your body will be using carbs or not, it's not only, it's insulin first. So if you're healthy and you're okay and you're, you're eating sugar, you would expect, let's say we're both drinking a glass of orange juice. We would expect our body to shift to using those carbs. Kind, if it's, if it's liquid, kind of immediately, 15 minutes. Uh, 30 minutes tops. And if it's food, it really depends on what you ate. If you had some fats with those carbs, it could be, it could take a bit longer. The sugar will be released to your bloodstream slower in a sense. So it really depends. Okay. Gotcha. Do you have thoughts, by the way, this is not related to fat burning per se, but there are camps who actually are proponents of the health benefits of high CO2 levels, for example. They'll do exercises like, you know, bag breathing or even like the Wim Hof breathing method where you are purposely raising CO2 for its beneficial effects. Do you have thoughts on that whole aspect of things? I I think CO2 is not bad or or good. I think that those methods are, are, are okay, but they don't really mess up with your metabolism. The CO2 that we look at is is an express. We try to isolate it for it to be the expression of your metabolism. But if you do hyperventilation or breathing mechanics, I'm not sure it really ties back and changes your metabolism to some extent. It has 
probably a very good impact on on a lot of things, but I'm not sure how it ties back, to be honest. Understood. That makes sense. So actually speaking of the metabolism, framing it in the sense of are you burning carbs or are you burning fat, does that correlate as well to metabolic rate? For example, if you're fat burning, is that likely going to correlate to a lower metabolic rate versus if it says you're burning carbs, likely a higher metabolic rate? You bring up a very good, very good point. So there are two concepts, to, there, there are more, but there are two main concepts in metabolism. You can measure the metabolic rate, meaning how many calories your body is burning in 24 hours of rest. And that's your basal metabolism, right? For me, it's quite slow. For my partner, is is he's extremely high. He's burning much more calories than I am. But it's something that we can basically improve a bit by building more muscle tissue, working out a bit more. That's one aspect. It's completely separate from understanding your metabolic flexibility or your metabolic fuels in use. So regardless of your metabolic rate, your body should be able to shift between carbs and fats. It's just uh, a question of how how much of that process is happening. That's the rate. In, in order to assess your metabolic rate, your basal metabolism, we would need an O2 sensor, which we don't have. So we take into account that your basal metabolism, it is what it is. And we basically try to train you around what you got. But burning fats or burning carbs doesn't necessarily mean that you have a higher or lower metabolic rate. They're completely separate concepts that are measured on the same machine. Perfect. That's really, really good to know. So if a listener gets a Lumen device, so how can they most practically benefit using this device? Friends, listeners, you get this device. It's like the coolest thing ever. Practically, though, using it in your daily life, what is that going to look like? Like, why should somebody want to choose a lumen and measure their carbon dioxide compared to, you know, measuring ketosis or measuring blood sugar? Or maybe they should do all of it. It's a journey, right? People come to this journey of understanding their body from from different perspectives. They have different goals. Pe- some people want to lose weight. Some people just want to eat healthy. Some people want to build muscle. Right. So first you have your own goal in mind and the thing you kind of want to eat according to. The second thing is that it really depends on the level of knowledge people have. And Lumen is kind of geared to people who we call them mindful eaters. So they already experienced some diets. They had success with fasting or with keto or with low carbing or with, with being vegan. They think before they eat something usually. They think about it, they they maybe plan their day in advance. So for these people, Lumen is actually what we're building is a few rituals during the day that, as you said, you, you, you sit down, you take a moment, you take a measurement, you see what's happening in your body in real time. And then according to your goals, Lumen will build you a personalized nutrition plan. And that nutrition plan is not very specific. We will not tell you today you eat bread or tomorrow you eat pasta. We, we try to, to give you a frame to think within. So how much carbs you should have today or if you should focus on fatty protein or lean protein today. Or maybe today you have a high carb day because Lumen wants to see that transition to using carbs because you've been carbing for low carbing for too long and we don't want you get your body 
to be stressed around that. So we want to allow the enzymes that are processing, uh, that are in charge of processing carbs and your insulin sensitivity in a way to be tested. And so there are several rituals in the day that you have opportunities to measure with Lumen. The most important one is, is waking up and measuring on fast, on, on a fasted state. Before and after workouts are also very interesting points in time. So you can measure before a workout to see if you have enough energy, available energy to support that workout. And if you come to a workout that you're aiming to uh, improve your fitness or to lift heavier than you, than you usually do, then you actually want to see that you're burning carbs. You want to be on levels that show you that your body's currently using carbs because you'll have much better available energy to support that intense workout. And if you're after a workout and you want to see that your body is, has transitioned to fat burn because that workout made an impact, you can also measure and see that. And the last thing, which is not available at the moment, but it's something we're, we're cooking, is specifically about fasting. So people are trying different fasting tactics, and the only thing that can tell them basically if it's working or not, they can see that on the scale, but it's, it's their feeling. But what happens is that overfasting, like being over in keto for too long, can damage your body. Cortisol level will rise, and it's a hormone that signals uh, stress. And at that position, you will be storing fats in the abdominal in, a, in the abdominal sections of your body, and you will no longer be getting the effect that you're expecting from that fasting period. So, the, what we can recommend is when to break the fast, and maybe how to break the fast a bit with fats and prolong the effect, but not get the body to to be stressed. So those are opportunities throughout the day that we think Lumen users can can learn something about themselves and and kind of keep accountable, right? It's also important. Uh, sometimes you know what you are going to get, but seeing that result gives our users a sense of control, which is what we identified as kind of the most crucial element in the system. It's not about weight loss. It's not even about metabolic flexibility. That's a long-term play. But on a daily basis, what Lumen really provides is that sense of control over my body and over my metabolism and a moment in your day to, to plan ahead and to say, okay, I'm, I, I got this and I know what I should be doing today. And I know that yesterday, what I did yesterday counts, whether it's good. Uh, I worked out. I, I stopped eating at 7 p.m. Or whether I had a pork night and had the pizza and, and invited over friends and I, I socialize, it's, it, it's also okay. It's something we should not be stressed around. So if you can see that you have a way to navigate out of that condition and get your body back in, in, in shape, in metabolic shape, then you can win. It is so incredible. I think before this, the main thing people were measuring for fat burning is something I keep talking about, measuring ketones, for example. So I'm also the host of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. And something we talk about all the time on there is the false signs you can get from measuring ketones. I mean, especially in the breath, because it doesn't necessarily correlate to, especially in the breath and, and the urine, doesn't necessarily correlate to the blood. And then in the blood, even, it doesn't necessarily indicate your efficiency with utilizing the ketones. But it sounds like with this, with measuring carbon dioxide, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
because it's more of a ratio, I feel like it doesn't have that issue of having to take into account. It's not like, oh, am I being efficient with carbon dioxide? Is that correct? It is correct. Think about it. Ketones are the biomarker of fat burn, but they are problematic, as as you said, because there are several ketone bodies and there there are multiple ways to um, to analyze if you can what you're really using so lumen is actually looking at the inverse of that so it's it's looking at you know carb carbon in a way there is only one one byproduct which is co2 so it's really easy and the way we we tell you that your body is using fats efficiently is kind of by by understanding that you're not using carbs, right? You're not, because we don't see the, the, we don't see the CO2 in your blood. Then our assumption is that you're using efficiently carbs. So we don't get into this thought process of whether we are identifying the right ketones or are they really correlating to, to what's, what's happening in your body. Exactly. Or even to that point, you could eat a super high carb diet and slather it in MCT oil and register high ketones, but that's not going to mean that you're burning fat. And also ketones rise very extremely on when you're really deep into ketosis, right? And the sensors that are sensitive enough to capture acetone are unfortunately environmental sensors. So they only really sense acetone when the levels are extremely high. So you kind of know what you've been doing. If you get that signal after four or five days of really being on a keto diet, that's not very efficient feedback loop in a way. Because yes, also for lumen, it could take a few days for your body to adjust, but what the CO2 sensitivity is by far superior to acetone sensitivity. In that sense, so acetone can really support people on severe keto diet, on very strict keto diet, and the moment they will eat carbs, in a sense, it will be no longer either no longer available to support them, or what I, what I'm trying to say is that the, the type of sensor really encourage people to act in a certain manner, and acetone, because of the nature of the sensor and its inability to measure very low concentrations pushes people to do extreme keto because the, the reward they get is their acetone levels are are off the roof. And so they need to be more and more and more strict on their keto diet. And Lumen will, will not allow our users to keep in keto for more than a couple of days. We add carbs back. And it's funny, we have two types of audiences. Audience that's saying this low carb thing is is hard for me. And we have a serious group of users who are saying, you're recommending way more carbs than I imagine I can actually take. And it's funny to see how we can, you know, we can, we need to kind of balance both groups. It's a challenge uh, product. It's a, it's a challenge for the product team, but it's something that it's really interesting to see. Friends, you guys know I love wine. Do you love wine? I've done a lot of research on wine and I truly believe there are a myriad of health benefits the longest-lived populations drink wine. The polyphenols have a ton of potential health benefits, activating anti-aging sirtuins, potentially supporting our immunity, maybe even encouraging weight loss. Yep, it's actually not alcohol that makes people gain weight. It's what they eat 
when they drink. But if you want all of the benefits of wine, the type of wine you're drinking is key. Conventional wine in the US is often full of toxins. We're talking things like pesticides, mold, and additives. Dyes, colorizers, artificial flavors. Have you even seen some wine that says vegan? That's because conventional wine isn't even necessarily vegan because of the additives. I am obsessed with a company called Dry Farm Wines. They're not a wine producer, but rather a wine investigator. They go all throughout Europe and they find the wineries practicing organic practices, and then they test those wines to make sure the wines are, wait for it, low alcohol, low sugar, free of toxins, free of mold, and truly supportive of your health. I'm obsessed with Dry Farm Wines. One of the most fun things for me as a wine lover is you get mixed boxes of wine and it introduces you to varietals from all over the world. The wines taste amazing and you can say goodbye to hangovers. If you think you can't drink wine, you've got to try Dry Farm Wines. I am obsessed. You can get a bottle for a penny. Yes, a penny. Just go to dryfarmwines.com slash Melanie Avalon and use the coupon code Melanie Avalon to claim your penny bottle. That's dryfarmwines.com slash Melanie Avalon. All right, now back to the show. Hi, friends. An incredible fasting aid is coffee. Yes, I am all about the coffee. I am a huge fan of its health benefits, as well as how it can support your fast and really help with energy and fat burning. And I have a big announcement. The brand of coffee that I have been drinking for an entire decade now, I am no longer drinking. There's some drama, there's some science, and I'm about to tell you how to get a discount on my new favorite coffee. So I've been drinking the coffee formerly known as Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Coffee for literally a decade. I do not drink it now, so this is not a Bulletproof Coffee commercial, but I started drinking it because I so trusted Dave and his obsession in creating mold-free coffee because moldy coffee beans is a huge problem and a lot of people can get health issues, brain fog, and crash after coffee because of the mold contamination. Contamination. Dave has been talking about this for so long, so I really trusted him and I would drink Bulletproof Coffee, which I absolutely loved and loved that it was mold-free. Then there was some drama. Dave sort of got kicked out of Bulletproof. He might be going back. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Follow him on Instagram if you want to learn more about that. He even talked about it at the recent biohacking conference. But in any case, <laughs> drama aside, he can no longer speak to Bulletproof Coffee as to whether or not it is mold-free. And he ended up making a coffee even better than Bulletproof Coffee, and it is called Danger Coffee, and friends, I love it. It's the first coffee that is not only mold-free, but actually can help you remineralize. Yep, that's right. Danger Coffee contains a patent-pending formula that actually remineralizes your body with more than 50 trace minerals, nutrients, and electrolytes. On top of that, it is super clean. I know people like to see organic labels. Friends, I have learned so much about the certification industry. And honestly, the best of the best is finding people that you trust who do extensive testing and third-party certification. That's what I do with my Avalon X supplements. And that's what Dave does with Danger Coffee. So with Danger Coffee, they use a process that far exceeds government and industry standards. And it is third-party lab tested. So you can rest assured it is free of mold toxins. As for the flavor, Dave selected these hand-picked farm direct beans for their quality, their superb flavor, and their elevated performance. I love the taste of it. It's much richer and more nuanced than Bulletproof Coffee. It's honestly one of the best coffees I've ever tasted, and it's so exciting to know that when I'm drinking it, I'm actually helping to remineralize my body. So that's right. If you want your coffee to contain antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, micronutrients, and help optimize your fasting, 
you want Danger Coffee. And of course, I have a discount for you guys. You can go to melanieavalon.com slash Danger Coffee and use the coupon code MELANIEAVALON to get 10% off. Again, that is melanieavalon.com slash Danger Coffee with the coupon code MELANIEAVALON for 10% off. This is my favorite coffee. Like I said, it takes some really good coffee and convincing biohacking health reasons to break me from my 10-year decade bulletproof coffee habit but sometimes you just got to upgrade. And by the way, this would make epic presents for people. This can just become your go-to present. Not only will people love it, but you'll be helping their health as well. Everybody wins. MelanieAvalon.com slash Danger Coffee with the coupon code Danger Coffee. Hi friends. Okay. So I'm a little bit embarrassed because I've been talking for so long about red light and near infrared therapy, which is so, so important. However, I kind of left out something really important about light. So as you guys know, I've been talking about red light and near infrared for so long. And at the same time during the day, I was using a bright, sad light. So it's those white lights that help with waking you up, help with your circadian rhythm. They're used to combat mood issues and depression. So I have a really bright white one of those at my desk. A few things about that. I knew it helped wake me up and kept me stimulated, but I wasn't sure if it had any detrimental effects using it. And then two, I was also wondering if by just focusing on red and near-infrared light, was I somehow missing something in the full spectrum of light? Guess what? I was. And guess what? I found the solution. And guess what? I have a discount for you guys. So the founder of a company called Soulshine reached out to me and he was like, do you know about the importance of full spectrum light? And I was like, you know what? I've been wondering about this for quite a while. Please educate me. Oh my goodness. This man blew my mind. I talk a lot about the problems of blue light. That said, we evolved in natural full spectrum sunlight that our genes are programmed to respond to. And today we do not spend enough time in that light. A lot of us don't go outside and we're overexposed to blue light. It's a problem. And then to make things even more problematic, the common sad lights that I was talking about that are bright white, they actually do not contain the full spectrum light. They filter out certain wavelengths and they're high in blue light. So just like I thought, it was not doing my health many services. There is only one company I have found, or I guess that found me, that makes a full spectrum white light device. So the Soul Light Systems include the fullest spectrum of visible and invisible near-infrared light with traces of UV light. Yep, that's right, because you need all of that as well. Don't worry, it's not an exuberant amount that's going to cause a problem. It's just a tiny little dose that your body actually needs. You can use these lights to fix your circadian rhythm and properly stimulate your brain's suprachiasmatic nucleus or SCN in a way that it was supposed to be stimulated. It's kind of like the natural spectral diet because yes, you may be suffering from malillumination. Did you know that your entire bloodstream actually filters through your eyes in a relatively short amount of time, that's the only way your blood is exposed to the outside world. So when we expose our eyes to this light, it actually can have beneficial effects on our blood. That is crazy. It helps with skin, with mood. This is the light that I wasn't thinking about that we need. I love Soulshine's light therapy devices. I do use it in combination with my red and near infrared light devices as well so that I can fully bathe my body 
in the best light that is so helpful for my sleep, for my stress, for my metabolism, for my immunity, for my health, so many things. They have so many different device options. They have one that I love that kind of looks like a juve and I sit it on my desk and it has options for the full spectrum light, which is that bright white light, as well as an ear infrared option. So what I do is I do a session of the full spectrum light in the morning and then I run the near infrared to help counteract the negative blue light around me. They also have stands with bulbs that you can get. I've been using some of those on my plants. I am just so grateful that Ken at Soulshine found me because I was missing out on such a key aspect of light and I had no idea. And you can get 10% off at melanieavalon.com slash soulshine. That's S-O-L-S-H-I-N-E with the code Melanie Avalon. So melanieavalon.com slash soulshine, S-O-L-S-H-I-N-E with the code Melanie Avalon for 10% off. It's really helped my mood, my energy, my sleep, so many things. I think you guys will love it. So again, go to melanieavalon.com slash soulshine, S-O-L-S-H-I-N-E and use the coupon code Melanie Avalon to get 10% off site-wide. And we'll put all this information in the show notes. Daniel, you have got to come on the Intermittent Fasting Podcast as well because we get so, so many questions about, like you said, it's like this whole idea of chasing ketones and that's all that it's about. And it's all about if you're only low carb and it's just so much more nuanced. It's hard to know. Like there's so much information out there. We're told so many different things. So I, I really, really applaud you for making this device and for the approach that you're taking, you know, with the analytics and what information we can actually learn from it. I just find this so incredibly valuable. Thank you so much. And to be honest, it's it's not that we have all the answers. We are learning as as we go ourselves as well. A lot of things that we we never thought would be impactful or or things that we we will see in the device and we thought, well, there are these phenomena, probably the device is is wrong, but I can give an example. So, uh, people who are diabetic and obese, what we notice is that their metabolism is so messed up that even if they eat carbs, their body immediately transforms them into fats in the liver in a process called lipogenesis. And they will use, even if they will eat a cake or they will just eat bread, they will actually transform that into fats and and use that as the go-to fuel. Oh my goodness. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that, but then I didn't want to ask a really stupid question. I was going to ask, did some people like eat carbs and then because they weren't efficient, it actually showed them burning fat? Yeah. Oh, wow. Publicly saying that we're not yet because we haven't researched it enough. So Lumen is for people who are healthy, not for pre-diabetic or diabetic. I do see a huge opportunity there. But because we, we decided that we're going to start with wellness and with people who are healthy and just, and start with the healthy and then go eventually to, to people in, in more serious conditions that really need probably the device more. Because of that, this is just, this is not a claim I can still make with the device. So we publicly say that Lumen is still not there for the people who are pre-diabetic or people who are obese because the system is not geared to identify those conditions or those things and, and reward them with the right nutrition plan. But this is something we're cooking and it's something that uh, we believe in 2021 will be uh, approaching as well. 
Wow, that's incredible. I do have one question because you mentioned how you're releasing some updates regarding the fasting. That was something I was going to ask you was because as of right now, when I use the device, because I practice a daily one meal a day type eating and I tend to eat one meal later in the evening. So I wasn't quite sure because it only lets you have dinner like up to a certain 630, I think. Are you releasing any more updates to make it more compatible? I know it seems like a device company. But most of the team is software. Most of the team is product design, nutrition, content. So even though you have a device in your possession and the device will probably not change, the algorithms, the recommendations, the user interface, the way we recommend fasting or the way we can, you can report back on what you did yesterday, those are changing constantly. So, And what drives us, by the way, is feedback just from users like you. So we, we, we ask, we send surveys specifically around nutrition or around how easy is it to take the measurement. And we interview users on video and allow the, the team to watch. This is what drives this product onwards. So what you're saying about fasting, it's a request we get a lot from many users. And so this is something that we're actually taking care of in the coming month or two. So it will change dramatically. That's super exciting. Yeah. So for listeners, that's one of the incredible things, like you just said, Daniel, once you get the device, you have the device and then you've caught the device, but all of the the analyzation and the software, that's all in your app on your phone and that's all constantly updated. So you don't have to worry about it becoming obsolete. (laughs) You can get it now and it will continue to be updated. I was wondering the actual measurements that it takes for the carbon dioxide because it it gives you a range one through five if you're burning carbs or fat this is probably a no but will users ever be able to have data to the actual levels that it found not necessarily a no (laughs) that's what i that's what i really want (laughs) so a lot of people want that what we want to do is to maybe support higher granularity than five levels but not necessarily show the exact number And maybe we will show it at some point in time. But what we see is that for most users, the levels that we show, we have levels one to five, one meaning that you're burning only fats and five meaning that your body is using only carbs. And we've been testing user behavior since 2017. It wasn't always that we had five levels. We had percentage from zero to 100. And we had seven levels, and we had, so and we practiced and tested users on on many many of those interfaces. And what we realized is that once we give people a clear level, this signals to them a sense of progress. And that, for a lot of people, that image of being a two versus a three or versus a one that creates that pours into that that metric meaning, and it becomes significant to them. And if it was 32 and not 45 or not uh, 22, it's not, it's not the same. You don't get that sense of uh, accomplishment when, when you are dealing with very uh, small numbers in a sense or percentage. But we're still learning and we're still tweaking uh, the, the interface all the time. And maybe we'll give more granularity. And maybe if that, that's a feature in high demand, we'll have a biohacker view to really show you. Like a premium? Not necessarily a premium, but a, a view that allows you to see your data in its raw figure. 
Okay. Now I'm going into like brainstorm mode. I'm like, oh, you could do this. You could do, but, but no, it's incredible. If you're curious listeners, so I've had the device probably about a month now. I found a very definitive trend in myself because I've been doing a lower carb diet. And what I'll find is that I'll be in the like, usually like twos or threes. And then when I'm on the the low carb diet for a bit too long, it actually starts creeping up. I start getting like threes, fours, and then I've done the cycle twice. Now I'll do a carb up and it goes, you know, back to five, (laughs) but then it drops back down again to like two again. And then it kind of like starts over. And I feel like it's sort of what we spoke about. I mean, I don't know, but it seems like it's probably a cortisol, you know, going too low carb, too long starts, you know, promoting gluconeogenesis and higher blood sugar and then doing that carb up, you know, kind of resets things. Right. And you have been using it for, for how long so far? Probably about a month now, probably longer than a month, actually, maybe a month and a half. Okay. And have you gotten your flexibility score so far? This is me curious. So LumenFlex, it says I need, oh, so it hasn't been a month yet. I need one more week of morning measurements. I really thought it'd been a month. Oh, it could be maybe one week wasn't counted for because having maybe enough measurements, maybe it was just the first week or so. But yes, after four weeks, what you'll see is that you get a score between one and 21. And that score should be basically your metabolic health. That's your metabolic flexibility. So after analyzing enough data, we can actually say, this is you, this is your metabolic health, 21 let's say, would be uh, a top athletes. All our all the trainers that we work with who are using the device are in that ballpark between 19 and 21. Let's say 7 to 14 is, is healthy. And 1 to 6 is people who are inflexible. And once you get that score, the system starts to feed you also based on that score and you get another goal in your journey. So it's no longer just weight loss or or metabolic or improving fitness, actually now Lumen is also feeding you in order to improve your flexibility. And the interesting thing we found is that once people improve their flexibility, they can actually get away with a lot more carbs in their menu. So even if they're eating more carbs, their body knows to to use them properly in a sense and not turn them into fats. And so that's your carb immunity to some extent. So it's uh, people who are, who are flexible can get away with a bit more alcohol at night or they can eat a bit more pizza or go out a bit more and, and let go a bit more. And if they do that and their flexibility and after four weeks, you'll see a score, but every week that score will update based on on your your behavior of this week. And so that becomes kind of a compass for people to, to understand where they are in their health. Are they improving themselves by working out and by measuring low measurements in the mornings? Or should they take extra care because they're starting to slip away? I 100% believe that. I mean, I personally, just looking at my own history, feel like I feel like I was the most metabolically flexible when I was doing actually a really high carb diet, but with intermittent fasting. So it was like carbs at night, fasting during the day. And I just felt just intuitively, I know that's in of one, but I felt like I could handle carbs. I could handle fasting really well. It was like, yeah, it was really nice. And it's also, right. It's also the behavioral aspect, right? If, if that's something that is comfortable for you, then the pursuit of like absolute healthy 
is probably becomes irrelevant, right? We all want to be as healthy as we can, but it's also what's, uh, what we can practice and what we can keep for, for the long term, right? And, and finding that balance is, I think, the silver lining. This is where we all want to be. It's probably not in the same place. Not, we will not be at the same place as others, right? Because we have, some people have families and they're cooking for more people. And some people have different habits. They're cooking at home. Some people don't. And so that's, I think, the lumen, the, the goal eventually is to help people find their own rhythm, their own, what works for them and basically pushes, push them towards uh, flexible metabolism. Well, thank you so much. I mean, you have truly like knocked out of the park. It's incredible. Now I'm just looking through some of the charts that it draws up from all your data. And it's really, really fascinating. So listeners, this is hands down one of the coolest things I have like ever found in my life. And I mean that. (laughs) And thank you so much. You do have an amazing offer for our listeners. So you can actually get $50 off a Lumen device. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash lumen and use the code melanieavalon for $50 off. So I will put all of that information in the show notes. Before we go, is there anything else that we didn't touch on, Daniel, that you feel is important to address or throw out there? No, there are a lot, but you know, it was extremely fun. Maybe I'll meet you at the in, in, at the fasting and intermittent fasting podcast as well, and we can uh, continue that conversation. I really enjoyed it. My co-host, Jen, she's going to be like, she's going to be so excited. Just, just, I, I'm really excited. The last question I actually ask every guest and it's an easy one, but I ask every single guest on this podcast. And it's just because I've come to realize how important mindset is surrounding everything, which you kind of really just spoke to with the approach with your device. So what is something that you're grateful for? Wow. I'm grateful for the people who surround me and believe in this. You start off by being a couple of crazy people and you really feel like that and gradually you know the people you work with become your first believers and it allows you to say okay if i can convince those people and they actually come and work with me on this and they are breathing also every morning and they love it then maybe we can get more people on board so i'm grateful for my team i love that well thank you so much thank you for your time thank you melanie it was a pleasure This was absolutely wonderful. And I will talk to you again in the future. Okay, perfect. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. For more information, you can check out my book, What When Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine, as well as my blog, MelanieAvalon.com. Feel free to contact me at podcast at melanieavalon.com. And always remember, you got it.